0: Thanks for joining us for this edition of Talking Talent. I'm Nicole Fuqua. You're listening to our audio series where we dig into issues related to talent acquisition. Today, we're talking about how to address the workforce gap in nursing. Healthcare organizations across the United States are grappling with the nursing shortage. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, the employment of registered nurses is expected to grow 16% between 2014 and 2024, based on an increased emphasis on preventative care, growing rates of chronic conditions like diabetes and obesity, and demand for healthcare services for the baby boomer generation. At the same time, baby boomer nurses are retiring in unprecedented numbers. By 2020, the number of baby boomer nurses in the workforce will decrease to just half of its 2008 peak. Joining us to talk about a unique solution is Christine Kress, the Director of Nurse Workforce and Leadership Development at Sutter Health in Northern California. A skilled executive coach and Stanford-trained facilitator, Christine has led interdisciplinary teams to create functions and company programs where they did not exist before. She has been named an honorary nurse by her nurse executive colleagues and is a strategic business partner generating results that require no spin. Christine is surprisingly humorous on occasion and blends mind, heart, and business to her practice as a healthcare leader. She brings the insights of 18 years in healthcare, partnering with finance, supply chain, clinicians, and HR to serve those who take care of patients. Christine, thanks for joining us. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. Christine, can you start by sharing some history of Sutter, the footprint, and the growth from the time you began with the organization up until now?
1: Sure. Happy to. So Sutter Sutter Health has a long history uh, as a community-based provider of healthcare. Uh, Sutter Health started in, uh, well, I'll just say a long time ago, um, several decades ago, as just a, a couple of community hospitals and obviously seeing the benefit of partnership um, with uh, wider areas of um, service provision. Uh, We started to uh, partner with other community hospitals, and now um, since the late 90s when I began, to now we have over 24 acute care facilities, a home health network, uh, research and dissemination, and a whole host of other services in an integrated system. So the history obviously started way before I got here and um, our growth continues, uh, not just from a same store growth, but also through through the joining and partnerships with with other entities.
0: Well, thank you for that outline. Now the RN specific workforce solution platform that you and the team at Sutter Health created has really proven successful and a model to be envied. Can you elaborate a bit on when and how you and Sutter decided to embark on an internal solution? Who was involved initially and how long of a timeline from concept to plan to implementation?
1: Sure. Yeah, there's been quite an evolution uh, since the the seed planting for the work that we're doing today. So about... Um, about seven or eight years ago, a group of people um, much smarter than me got together to address a Medicare reimbursement challenge. And where that really took the conversation was how can we um, how can we increase the nursing pipeline in our ORs so that we can reduce the expense of contract labor, the overtime that we are demanding from our uh, incumbent staff, specifically in the OR, so we can reduce um, uh, the expenses um, and ultimately benefit our patients in that way. As a result of that recommendation, the first program that began was the OR, what we call the OR RN training program, and that's basically a build-your-own uh, program internally where people who are nurses without previous OR experience who wanted to move into the OR could be trained o- over at that time a 16 week period uh, to become proficient in basic OR services, not on call and things like that, but basic independent services. The program was so successful in terms of producing high quality, competent nurses at the bedside, that when uh, the time came, we started to look at that as a model for other specialty areas. And so now, um, building on that as a model, we have four specialty areas, labor and delivery, emergency department, and critical care, as well as the OR that we, um, build our own nurses internally to take care of our patients,
0: so where and how did this undertaking get funded? Can you provide perhaps an itemization of funding sources and how much input and guidance Sutter's finance team supplied
1: yeah and and um I can definitely do that. I also want to circle back to the who was initially involved and uh really. Um, honor the, uh, what I, what I think of as a very unique and, um, amazing partnership between, uh, talent management and human resources and our, uh, clinical leadership team. So, our nursing, uh, uh, leadership groups in Sutter Health, um, definitely have, um, a voice at the table and direct the um, the overall construction of these uh, programs so I wanted to acknowledge that as well because I didn't mention that in the um, in the moving from concept to implementation that it's definitely a partnership with regard to the funding um, Sutter Health University, which is the um, entity that I support our workforce under, has had a long standing um, great relationship in the, uh, or great reputation, I should say, in delivering leadership development content to our internal constituents. And so, based on that reputation as well as the early success of the OR program, our senior leadership took a, what you might say a leap of faith to internally fund um, the additional development of more programs. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a funny joke that says, you know, um, one leader might say, well, what happens if we develop people and they leave? And another leader says, what happens if we don't develop them and they stay? And so you can see um, there's a risk on either side, and Sutter Health, uh, which is so focused on providing a career home for its nurses, not just a job, uh, we really took that leap of faith to develop that internally through internal funding. So there, there has not been any grant funding for this, and I, that's a question I get often, uh, so you're, not, you're in good company with your question too um, but it has been an internally, uh, funded endeavor.
0: With that in mind, how has your team evolved from launch to currently? Has the growth been incremental and how was talent for the team acquired? How is the team comprised today in terms of total headcount and the variety and types of roles?
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So just to give you, um, a, uh, an understanding and, um, context. Setter Health is 55,000 employees of those. Almost 15,000 of those uh, represent the nursing workforce. Uh, we span across uh, a footprint primarily in Northern California up to the Oregon border down as far as uh, Santa Cruz and then also um, ambulatory surgery centers uh, located in San Diego. But for the most part, our hub is Northern California. When we began the OR program, we were a small but mighty team of about three people, uh, one RN on staff, and as the uh, idea grew, uh, we were really focused on three things at that time, organization development, clinical education, and leadership development. And as the idea started to um, really take hold in the organization, we decided to make a strategic move to branch off the clinical education piece and support the nursing workforce um, on its own. So it became a focus not of three things, but of uh, just the clinical ed specifically uh, for nurses, and as a result of that, adding the four programs, we also look at the entire pipeline from medical assistance, early um, early career entry up through advanced practice clinicians, uh, such as nurse practice practitioners and other master's prepared um, nurses. We now have a, a team of 13 people. And... of that team is made up of nurses and support uh, staff that help uh, deliver the programs and also manage the talent in the nurse uh, workforce space for better health.
0: Great. Well, let's get to the good stuff. Tell us some of the highlights of the results to date.
1: (laughs) So uh, aside from having just an amazing team, and I—that that is not uh, something I'm just saying uh, without thought, um, highly productive, highly positive team, and I think what drives them is their connection to the patient. Um, even though we may not be at the bedside, um, we are very much in touch with the people who are, and that mission um, and that drive of this, I think, is, is really at the heart of what we do. So I want to really, um, really acknowledge the team for what they do and bring to the company through their work here. Um, and that, that is a part of the result, is the creation of that team and the sustainment of, of that team here. Um, the other results is a statistically significant downtrend in our contract labor. Now, I always um, hate to sound um, so businessy when I'm talking about <laughs> the care of our patients and, and and talking about the dollars, et cetera. However, it you know um, we, we do have to think about that. And when we see a downtrend in that contract labor, that is money that goes back into um, um, supporting the infrastructure within our team and within the organization. And ultimately back to the patient so that is a significant piece uh, in terms of results when you look at turnover um, and I think maybe the audience is probably really interested in that kind of thing and you look at the number of people who've attended these programs um, in OR in any specialty area compared and you look at their turnover compared to the turnover in those specialty areas of people who did not attend these programs, it is twice as low. What I mean by that is they are twice as likely to stay as uh, more likely to stay than the people who did not attend the
0: program. And we are really, really proud of that. And you should be. Those are incredible results. So with that, what has been the most critical to the achievements you've reached to date?
1: So when I look at the different levers that support um, the startup of a program in an organization the size of Sutter Health, as well as the sustainment of these types of programs, I look at the executive sponsorship um, as being a critical component. And so, um, like I mentioned before, that partnership between talent management, human resources, and our nursing leadership is a key element um, in, in securing that, in not only exemplifying their leadership of this, but in securing that sponsorship over time. Having a dedicated team that has clinical expertise, recent clinical expertise uh, where they are credible not only with new uh, people moving into the specialty, but those who have been in the specialty for a long time. That is also a key um, factor. And taking care of the people who do the work and creating a sense of community with not only the team, but also the participants who, who complete these programs uh, is also important because they become then our, you know, so to speak, marketing billboards out in the field uh, to further the, um, the interest from some of their colleagues.
0: I just have one last question, Christine. How often is your workforce strategy reviewed and updated with a look to the future in mind? Can you share your opinion on those critical outliers that to you are those which are very gray right now and difficult to predict?
1: Yeah, so in terms of the frequency of looking at our workforce strategy, um, from a very high level, uh, we're looking at that on an annual basis, uh, looking at what kinds of um, priorities we need to set. Uh, to achieve certain goals and keep the pipeline robust in all of the specialty areas, uh, as well as um, uh, Med Surge, which we are also considering a specialty area now. Um, But on a quarterly basis, we do look at those um, trends about what's happening from a workforce standpoint, uh, turnover, overtime, contract labor, et cetera, to see if we need to make any uh, any mid-year shifts in that strategy, so the the, the fingers on the pulse, so to speak, uh, pretty pretty regularly throughout the year. Now, um, the second question, could you repeat that one? Because I, I I think I missed it, and I want to make sure I give your give the answer to people listening.
0: Sure. Can you share, in terms of looking into the future, what could be critical to maintain or expand what you could be doing? But you can't really predict right now, for example, the impact of new grads, the impact of the number of people on health insurance or other factors.
1: Yeah, I think I would probably be repeating some of the stats that Nicole shared at the beginning of our podcast, right? So, retirement rates. So, looking at not only um, replacement rates uh, for people who are um, moving into that milestone in their life, such as retirement but also um, growth rates so that we can maintain that, that pipeline as full. Uh, the, our patients are so um, acutely ill with comorbidities and, um, and, and the need for expertise at the bedside is not something that's going to change or decrease. So I, I, I do think looking at the retirement rates is, a, is a, a, an important piece to look at. I also think, and I, I apologize for not mentioning mentioning this sooner, too, is really staying closely connected with our school partners, those entities that are in some ways producing the next generation of nurses so that they are in touch with what we as employers um, and providers of healthcare are needing. And the people who are coming out of those programs feel confident that when they arrive as an employee, that they are um, set up for success in today's healthcare environment.
0: Wonderful. Well, Christine, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you. I enjoyed being here.
0: And thank you for listening. If you have any questions that we didn't cover today, you can send them our way. Just email us at marketing at dot you can find us on social media. Just search People Scout on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. And to make sure you don't miss an episode, subscribe to Talking Talent on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. Talking Talent is a People Scout production, of music by sound design through Shutterstock.